Thank you for joining us today on our podcast. Our guest today is Scott Ashley, an iconic name going back to the start of the United Church of God in 1995. And I have worked with Scott Ashley going back to those very, very first days and remember how he became part of our media voice. He's been the managing editor of our publications and periodicals. At first it was the Good News magazine, and then it's been the Beyond Today magazine. But he's been far more than that. He's been an influential voice of the United Church of God as we represent the church and its mission in what we call the work, and that is preaching the gospel into all the world. Also, a responsibility and a duty to warn the world, as Ezekiel and Jeremiah did in the Old Testament and other prophets as well. But also we have the responsibility of preaching the gospel as a witness, and then the end will come. So preaching this gospel and preaching what all it entails is something that is a duty that will take place before the end comes from Matthew 24. 14. But also Scott has served as pastor. He's not just a person who's an editorial media person, journalist. He's served as a pastor and does have very much a pastor's heart. And I worked with him in that particular role when I worked in ministerial services. So he understands the role and the impact of congregations in fulfilling this kind of mission. So with this introduction, I want to say hello, Scott, and welcome to our podcast. Well, thank you very much, Vic. It's nice talking with you today. Appreciate the very kind comments uh, there. It has uh, been an important role and responsibility, and I have appreciated the opportunities, appreciate the, the opportunities you gave me uh, while you were on the council first and then as president of United Church of God. So good, good to be with you. Thank appreciate you. It. And I'm glad that we're able to continue some of that role here because I simply can't stop some of the things that I think about, the things that I'm involved in. But thank you for doing this podcast on very short notice. Yesterday, November 8th, was Election Day here in the United States. It was a very, very important event with a lot of preparing for it, a lot of news stories, a lot of anticipation about what will be and what was coming. This was not a general election that involved the president. It was an election that... Um, it was known as a midterm election, where senators, congressmen, governors, uh, and others who are shaping the direction of the nation as it interfaces with the world, but it does not include the president. So there was hope that there would be a wave of goodness that would sweep through this country, and some had hoped for the red wave, the red tsunami, to come here. And it didn't quite turn out that way. Some people feel bummed. Some people feel very discouraged about how things are. But then we as Christians need to understand what our particular role is and what our job is. So I would like to comment here from Scott Ashley's editorial in the latest issue of Beyond Today magazine, because this kind of explains here what it's all about and what we're doing. He says, he writes, we are compelled to speak out on the grave national sins that threaten our blessings and freedoms, which we see being withdrawn day by day. As you see the news, you see just various national problems arising, everything from our border to the economy to inflation, you name it. It's just one irritation, and it'll be more than that after another. And so Scott continues, 
saying that we have a God-given responsibility to speak to the modern nations and tell it like it is. And we do. And Scott does speak that way. He's a pretty straight shooter uh, in how he speaks. And also, he continues as he con actually concludes his editorial, we hope and pray that you will have ears to hear and more importantly, a heart to heed and seek God. Take to heart the words of Abraham Lincoln in Scripture. Of course, he quotes from a statement that President Lincoln made as he proclaimed the day of national fasting. You can read about this in the Beyond Today magazine, a very famous speech that we have quoted from time to time. So anyway, Scott, here we are. Here we are talking about uh, where we are with our nation, and really, it's not just the United States, because what we do in the United States is reverberated all throughout the world. We still are a nation that everybody looks to, and the way we act, the way we react, affects everything from how people around the world live to what economies will be, etc. So, Scott, give me some of your impressions now that the election has passed, where we are and what we might expect. Okay, thank you, Vic. Uh, we're it, it's still somewhat up in the air right now. It looks like the House of Re the United States House of Representatives is going to change hands. Uh, the Senate is still too close to call. There are three or four uh, state elections that where where the margin of of error is where where they're they're virtually tied and still may be hours or, or even days before we find out the results of those and, and get some final final vote totals. So so it's a little bit up in the air. Uh, I, I don't want to be too dogmatic. Um, as you expressed, there, there's quite a bit of disappointment in that some of the policies that have been enacted in the nation over the last couple of years have been uh, very harmful toward our personal freedoms, toward our religious freedoms, toward the pushing of immorality in the form of promoting the homosexual agenda, the transgender agenda, uh, abortion up to birth. That's one of the promises that was made by one of the major parties that if they maintain control of the presidency and the Senate and the House, that they would pass, pass legislation legalizing abortion and enshrining uh, into law the right to abort a child up to the moment of birth, uh, which is just horrendous. It's, 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 it's child murder mm -hmm. to, be, to be blunt about it. So, so the stakes in this midterm election were very high as to whether that agenda might be stopped in its tracks uh, or whether it would continue uh, rolling on as it has rolled over a large segment of the American population in recent years. And, and it's still somewhat up in the air. It's, it's still very close. It does look like with the change in the House, uh, the makeup of the House of Representatives, that, which does control the purse strings, that, that's why that is important. So it looks like there, there will be some reduction of tax increases, some reduction of, 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 of perhaps a 
a lessening of some of the worst policies uh, that we've seen enacted. However, we need to realize that the financial implications are not going to change that much because the policies that have been enacted, such as uh, energy policies and so on, uh, energy prices are going to continue to increase. We're probably going to see uh, blackouts, uh, energy blackouts in portions of the country. I've been hearing that in the, uh, in the American Northeast, that price of heating fuel and diesel fuel has doubled to tripled uh, in the last year. So a lot of people are going to be faced with, with literally eat or, fee- or heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, pay for eating or you're going to pay for heating. Uh, for your homes and your family, so so it's 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 very serious there. So so a lot of the policies that have been instituted have have been and and will uh, continue to harm American families. Uh, I, I was thinking in what's happening. I thought back to the example of what happened to the Israelites at the period of the Exodus, and and it's easy to overlook this, but there were ten plagues through which God forced Pharaoh to free the Israelites. But the Israelites suffered the first three of the plagues, the first three of the ten plagues, right alongside the Egyptians. So um, what we're going to see is that Christians, those who are trying to live a right way and to obey God, are still going to suffer uh, alongside the rest of the nation. That was true through ancient Israel and Judah, through the period of the early church in the first century, uh, when the nation was devastated by the Roman invasion and so on. So people need to to realize these things. We, we've known that uh, hard times are coming on the country. We're, we're seeing that. We're not immune to what is taking place or going to take place, and it's going to get worse uh, before it gets better. So we need to be prepared for that. We need to continue looking to God and to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, because that's what really matters. It's what will enable us to endure uh, what is coming. Well, one thing, Scott, that really amazes me as to how resilient we are as a country. When I think of all the things affecting us, and now we're getting into the daily needs like fuel and food and so forth, is this going to be just one more thing that passes over, or are we going to get through this? You know, people have these warnings and had wolf cried so many times that they don't even pay attention to uh, what the consequences might be. They don't take it responsibly. And so they take it with a sense of, I better do something with my life. Now, we do have people that whenever there's a major thing that happens, like 9-11, people call us and people ask, where do we stand on these things prophetically, whatever. And then once things simmer down and settle down, they kind of go back to, you know, to where they were. But people don't seem to be taking these warnings very seriously, but it appears too, biblically, warnings weren't taken very seriously as well. But the amazing thing about the United States, and you know, I work with nonprofit work in helping people that are far worse off in other parts of the world, whether it's economically or whether it's survival, like in Ukraine, to help them. They have a lot, a lot worse. And I'm thinking about, are we going to be able to help people who are worse off than we are when we are going to be going through a lot of troubles? So I feel like coming around the corner is going to be really a day of reckoning, even to where things will really affect us. It's amazing on the freeway, I, I saw a 
thing from Facebook, a picture from Facebook that showed next exit, no diesel. <laughs> People saying, okay, it's coming. You know, it's, it's coming. Not only can we not have certain things or have high prices for them, but not even have them available. Yes, I, I, I heard about that. I was listening to a radio show and a, and a caller called in, uh, let's see, I don't recall which state it was in the American Northeast, but yeah, said he had just uh, passed uh, a gas station and they said no no diesel. But I, I kind of, I've for, for the last six months or so, I've been kind of half joking with my wife that, that we're becoming a third world nation. <laughs> and it's... And and it's no longer a joke. We we used to kind of kid each other back and forth about it, but it's it's really not a joking matter anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm reminded of of the prophecy in, in Isaiah one, uh, beginning in verse five. This is how Isaiah begins his prophetic book that that God told him about the nation. And and in verse five, God tells Isaiah, the whole head is sick, and the whole heart faints. From the sole of the foot even to the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. And, and I keep increasingly asking myself lately, is anything really working right in America anymore? And that's what prompts my, my comments about we're becoming a third world nation. Taxes mm-hmm. uh, are higher than ever. Uh, but our roads are full of potholes. We we have power blackouts in summer and in winter. We have kids graduating from high school who are, who are unable to read. Uh, we see I, I I see this, you know I, I drive drive around the Denver area where I live, and I'm starting to see homeless people everywhere. Uh, we can't find certain items in stores now. Um, my my wife listens to a, a cooking show that she really enjoys, and and she was just telling me uh, last night that in the cooking show from a day or two earlier, uh, the the people were complaining they could not find cornmeal in their local store. Corn, mm-hmm. corn is the most common commodities, and they can't find it in a store. And um, and of course, what we are finding is much more expensive. Uh, you know, Thanksgiving's coming up and price of turkeys is up, depending on the source you look at, anywhere from 40 to 70 percent. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, we're, we're being flooded with, we don't have border security, so we're being flooded with tons of drugs. And uh, I think in the last two years, five million illegal immigrants uh, coming into the nation that get fed at taxpayer expense and get housing that get sheltered that get educated all at taxpayer expense when our debt I think is over 30 trillion dollars right now and yet we open up our borders to uh, people coming in who can't support themselves and uh, we're paying health care for them, which is horrendously expensive and this kind of thing. So so that's what I mean. Uh, you know, it, it started out as a joke with my wife. We're becoming a third world nation, but it's it's becoming more real by the day. And and we're we're simply reaping the consequences of our collective national choices, um, the choices we make as a nation as to who represents us in the Senate and, and Congress 
the House of Representatives has nationwide consequences, and that's what we're experiencing right now. Well, that's the Uh, thing is uh, we thought that perhaps a change in leadership would stem that, and people realize we can't just let people across the border who come with nothing more than just a clothes on, on their back don't really have a place to go to. Some of them do have family, but most do not, and they're just being absorbed into this country. I, I was just amazed. I, I had just gone to Europe for our fest, Feast of Tabernacles observance and had to drop my car off at a, uh, one of the hotels. And they said that the hotel next to them was full of immigrants. It was one of the big name hotels and every room was allocated to these immigrants and they didn't know what to do with them. It's just, we love people, you know, we want to help them, but we can't just do this all the time and then have this stem of humanity coming over. It's cruel to them because what are we going to do with them? Yeah, that, that's the problem with, we, we would like to think that a turnaround in Congress and in the House and the Senate would change things, but the, but the problem is the damage has already been done and we're still facing an imminent recession. Uh, we're still facing, because of these policies that have been enacted, we're, we are facing growing unemployment. I just read uh, earlier this morning in my news feed that Facebook is laying off, I think, 11,000 yeah. employees. 10 to 11,000, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're facing uh, food shortages, energy shortages, like I mentioned. We, we still have a corrupt media that covers up the truth from the American people. We have a dysfunctional educational system and and the wide open borders. It's interesting, you mentioned traveling out of the country and and, uh, yeah, one of the huge problems here in Denver where I live is is auto theft. We lead the nation in that because our governor and state legislature reduced the penalties for automobile theft, basically down to misdemeanor instead of felonies. So we lead the nation in, in car thefts. And and one of the prime spots for car theft is the Denver airport. So people now are no longer parking at the airport because multiple cars get stolen out of there every week. People are resorting to ride-sharing services or friends taking them to the airport just so they won't get their cars stolen uh, from the airport while they're they're away on a trip. So, so all of these policies that have been enacted until they are reversed are are going to continue to do damage to the country regardless of who controls uh, the House, the Senate, and and the governor's offices, and the the state houses. So um, it's sad, but that's the reality. It is going to get worse before it gets better. Well, that's the thing is that people feel like, again, nothing happens. Uh, People are warned. But then the next day you get up and everything seems to be normal. You drive down the highway, there's cars going back and forth. It seems like everything is normal, but it really isn't. Uh, Debt is mounting up quietly on the side, and somehow there's going to be a reckoning for that. I have helped a family here that uh, came to us for, for assistance, actually from the Colorado area, of having gone through COVID and losing their business. And it's just now, two years later, that it's all catching up to them, and they are really finding themselves to be uh, unable to meet their obligations and to go forward. So there's just going to be a lot of things that may happen, Scott, just all of a sudden. 
Yes, that's that, that's true. I, I think what we're seeing is um, th thought a lot about Bible prophecy in the last few years. And I, I think what we're seeing is the blessings and cursings chapters of, of the Bible, uh, which are Deuteronomy 28 and Leviticus 26. And, and I, I gave a sermon on this uh, a year or so ago. And if you read through those chapters, it's like reading the headlines out of today's newspapers mm -hmm. um it, it it describes it describes the 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 good and the bad god god starts off both chapters by saying if you obey me these are the blessings you're going to receive you're going to be blessed in in your homes you're going to be blessed in your in your fields and your agricultural produce you're going to be blessed with good weather uh, with with prestige and respect around the world. But if you persist in disobeying me and rejecting me and my laws, these are the curses that are going to come. It is striking how those curses parallel our headlines that we see today. And they are self-inflicted curses. And, and that's kind of the theme of some of the articles you mentioned the latest um, the november december beyond today magazine there uh the title the theme of the issue is the divided states of of america and we're, we're no longer a united states of america we're a divided states of america and the division basically goes back to uh, half the nation holding some semblance of traditional biblical values the traditions that the country was built on the values and so on and and another half that's uh basically has a totally secular outlook on life that rejects god totally that uh promotes things that are diametrically opposed to things that god calls an abomination in the bible um that's what they support that's what they're for and and as a result of that and because of they have been elevated to political power. Uh, we are seeing these curses uh, come on the nations. We, we've seen policies like emptying jails and prisons. It started out, well, it really accelerated during the, the COVID epidemic there. But uh, eliminating cash bail for crimes has put thousands and thousands of criminals out on the streets. Legalizing drugs like, like marijuana, I saw. In some of the elections yesterday, two more states legalized marijuana. Uh, here in Colorado, it looks like our state, I think, is going to be the first to legalize psychedelic mushrooms. Oh, yeah. I uh, heard about that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's still quite close, but uh, legalization of psychedelic mushrooms was a, a little bit ahead in the latest vote counts that I heard. Mm -hmm. Policies like not enforcing the national borders again, which lets in criminals and drugs and the out-of-control government spending and, and these things. They're, 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 we, we wonder where, where these curses are coming from. We're, we're doing it to ourselves uh, by these decisions from, from our leadership that we elect. Now, it, it isn't God just being mad at people and just wanting to zap them. Because no. he's mad at them. These are things that are just the natural consequences of doing those things. True. A couple of scriptures re relevant to that. De Deuteronomy 30, it follows not long after the blessings and cursings chapters. It, it comes toward the end of the book of Deuteronomy, where, where Moses is kind of summing up 
Israel's experience of, of the Exodus and and the lessons they have hoped to have learned during the 40 years of wandering. And uh, near the end of the book, uh, God says in Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. So, so God doesn't have to force blessings and cursings on us we bring most of those blessings and cursings on ourselves by our own choices, either good or bad. So we can choose to either obey him and be blessed or disobey him and reject his wisdom and reap the consequences of that. Uh, another relevant passage I was thinking about in relation to these elections is uh, Hosea 8 and verse 4, where, where God says, they set up kings, but not by me. And the way I read that is, is God is saying, okay, you, you want to choose your own leaders? Here, I'll, uh, choose your leaders, good or bad. And then he lets us experience the consequences. And of course, he, he warned about that back uh, when Israel decided to choose kings. And and God, uh, through the prophet Samuel, warned them what would happen. <laughs> the kings are going to come. They're going to to uh, take your wealth. They're going to increase your taxes to support their own lavish lifestyles. They're going to take your sons and your daughters to serve them, not you and your families anymore. And, and that's exactly what is going on uh, here. We, we are indeed bringing a lot of these cursings on ourselves. And you know what, us uh, speaking out on these pointers, just like you did in the opening editorial, that uh, we have a responsibility to talk about these things because they have to do with conduct and behavior. This is not politics. This is not choosing one party over another, not choosing one particular leader over another. This is choosing one set of values against a set of values that is contradictory to what we have seen to be revelation from God is the right choice to get the right results. Very true. That That's a good way of putting it. Yes, it's, it's a choice of which values, which worldview, which mindset are you going to have? Are you going to have God's values, mindset, worldview, or are you going to have a an anti-God mindset and set of values and worldview? And that that's really what the choice is. And that was the choice before the nation yesterday. Uh, I, I saw something funny on Facebook. So someone referred to it as, as a national IQ test. Because unfortunately, as a nation, we have in the last couple of decades lost sight of the concept of of choices and consequences. People just seem to no longer be able to to realize that if you, you know, spend $6 trillion, which has been done in the last two years in government spending, that that is, and at the same time, the supply of goods is reduced and the supply of fuel, gasoline, diesel, heating oil is reduced. You're, you're not going to have massive inflation. People don't seem to make a connection between those things that are so obvious or, 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 letting criminals out of jail, reducing criminal penalties, and the resulting increase in crime. And and uh, 
we're, we're just becoming a spiritually blind nation but and the... unable to see cause and effect or cause and consequences and and uh and we're suffering the result we're, we're and not just in the in the united states where we're also seeing and this is touched on in, in one of the articles in this issue we're seeing chaos throughout the world because america has lost its position as leader of the free world it's lost its prestige and its influence and other nations don't respect us anymore they don't fear us anymore and uh so it's it's like the sheriff has uh uh laid down his badge and walked out of town mm -hmm. and, uh the the bad guys are taking over and uh, that's what we're seeing around the nation and around the world right now. I really appreciated the article, America's Forgotten Christian Heritage, about how God was interweaved in the Constitution and in the thoughts of the forefathers. It is so far away from that where God has been rejected. And I looked upon this election as each increasing election over the last years as part of choose you this day life or death in a sense that's what a, an election is it's making choices uh, not that one party is life and the other party is death but it's the ability to choose i truly believe i, tr I truly believe scott that god wants us to be as free moral agents wants us to voluntarily want to follow him otherwise we're going to end up in the dystopian state as robots that are told what to do we need to do it because we want to. And I believe that part of the suffering and the suffering side of all this will be to teach mankind cause mm. and effect. What happens when you follow what the consequences are when you don't. And that's part of the greater rehab program that God will have leading to his kingdom. Yes. Interesting. You'd refer to the, the article about our, our Christian origins as, as a nation you read through the writings of the founding fathers george washington samuel adams uh, men like this uh our early presidents uh john adams and and their their writings are are, are just sprinkled with references and quotations from from the bible from scripture it was so much part of their thinking uh, I'm, I'm reminded of a passage back in in deuteronomy again where where god gave instructions for a king that when a king took the throne his his first act was to write out for himself a personal copy of the law of god mm -hmm. and to read it daily and to live it and to rule the people by that and by writing it out that would reinforce on him what god's mind said about how to deal with different situations and, and about blessings and cursings and all that. And he was to, to rule uh, by that, according to Deuteronomy 17, verse 20, that his heart may not be lifted above his brethren mm -hmm. and he not turn aside from the commandment that he may prolong his days, he and his children, in the midst of, of the nation. and. Can, can we really imagine any president doing that today? No. Uh, writing out a copy of God's law from the Bible and reading that daily and, and living by it and, and governing by it. It just shows how far our nation has, has drifted, that that concept is just incomprehensible today. Well, uh, I'm a member of a public service uh, club, 
and uh, our club still uh, has an opening prayer to open the meetings where we very, very loudly thank God, and I'm often the one asked to give the invocation for that. But I've been a visitor to another club uh, in the middle of the inner city, and so that section of the club, which was dedicated for years, for how, over 100 years to prayer, was now devoted to a moment of reflection. <laughs> and so, yes. so everything just uncomfortably stopped, and everybody was reflecting. And, huh. and I thought to myself, how shallow. Here are all these people who really need to know, who know better, uh, who, who probably grew up in a Christian environment, but now all of a sudden it's not cool to be that way. Now you have to cave to people that want diversity of, 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 of whatever kind, including no God, to kind of allow that. That is not freedom. That's bringing in enslavement. <laughs> It, it is, yes, yes, in, intimidation against Christians and Christian belief and, and so on. Yeah, just, yeah, very, very sad, very, very discouraging to see that happening, but we've known it was coming for a long time. Well, I just was so moved after this, uh, the election that took place yesterday, November 8th. Down deep, I'm hoping that people will see the consequences of what we have done over the last whether it's two years or 10 years or 20 years, as we got to turn this around. And I see that people really do not know that. It's like they've lost good sense and good judgment because people just seem to want to carry on. And God will allow them to do that. I just wish that some sign would come that would cause people to snap to attention to say, look, we've got to change this. We've got to do it. We've got to do it not just for ourselves, but for our children. When I think of my grand daughters and grand grandsons i want a world for them but now i don't know what they will have it's it's pretty pretty sobering mm -hmm. scott do you have anything more that you would like to say though the, the morning after <laughs> here's the election well, one one thought and, and this is not original uh but but i i, I wish i had <laughs> said this uh but it's something I, I thought i came across this morning that that our allegiance is not to the party of the donkey or the elephant but our allegiance is to the one who is the lamb the lamb and the lion <laughs> mm -hmm. and i thought that summed it up very well mm -hmm. um human leaders are never going to bring about peace. They're never going to bring about righteous government by themselves. The only one who's going to do that is the one who is both the lamb and the lion. He lived as a lamb, but he's going to return as a lion. And he has to return as a lion to set things straight. Mm -hmm. And that's that's our hope. That's what we look forward to, him and his kingdom. And that's so. not just a breezy dream uh, out there. That's going to take place because Unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved alive. Well, Scott, it's just been absolutely wonderful talking to you. I've just enjoyed this conversation and share the last issue a little bit with our listeners here today and also some comments about the election of yesterday. We wish we could say that, okay, everybody's really kind of getting it now and they see all the faults of our behavior and it's going to change. And... I don't think it really will change that much. No, I'm afraid not. So again, we have to keep looking up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Appreciate you taking the time, Scott. Sure. Really appreciate the opportunity to discuss these things and be on today's podcast. So. Okay. 
We thank you, our listeners, for joining us here today for The Cubic Report. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please share it and tell your friends about it. We can be found on a variety of platforms, including Podbean, which includes information about this podcast, Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible, Pocketcaster, and other podcasting platforms. You can easily find us on any browser address bar by simply typing in the words, The Cubic Report, and there we are. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your impressions and suggestions. So write to us at vcubic at gmail.com, v-k-u-b-i-k at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. Come back soon for more.